Um, so the last couple of weeks I have been talking about a community full of life. Um, my first message was called Share Your Story and we've called this one that as well because I have got Brendan here to, to share a story. Um, and I just want to read a bit of something that I said um, in that message just to remind you. <laughs> um, so I said, connection begins with sharing stories. The Bible isn't a recipe or a list of rules. It's a collection of stories. And I thought it was interesting. Loretta's message began with, and Jesus shared a story. He shared a lot of stories. Um, but these stories in the Bible, they lead to Jesus. They tell us more about who God is. They connect us to him um, as we relate to others in the Bible um, and in, in the stories of people in there. Um, and we see how Jesus experienced much of what we go through so that he can hold out an understanding, gracious hand to us. Um, so the encouragement of that message was to share your story. Um, and, and when others share their stories, to listen like really listen, um, be curious, um, ask questions, be com have compassion, be kind and share our stories, our joys, our struggles, our lessons that we've learnt or are learning um, because it strengthens connection and brings life into community. So I've asked Brendan here, he is my husband for those of you who don't know, so I therefore know things about him and about this story. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it's it sort of actually, your story is a, sort of about telling someone else's story <laughs> um, because you're a filmmaker and telling other people's stories is part of that. So um, what's it like telling other people's stories? Uh, well, if you, you would know that mm. if you get me talking about stories, mm. it's hard to get me to stop talking about mm. stories. So I feel like stories are one of the most important things we have in society in general. Yeah. And you kind of touched on that when you talked about the kinds of stories that we've told and that are told in the Bible. And I think if you look at, um, like, anthropologically, mm -hmm. right, the printing press is quite new mm -hmm. and the scientific method is quite new. Mm -hmm. And so throughout human history... How have we made sense of the world mm. and our place in the world? Mm. And how? Stories. Through stories. Yeah. And, and then you, you need to ask yourself, like, so if humanity, because I think often if you say, like, share your story, mm. someone thinks of, like, well, what, what did I do last week? Mm. Or, like, what's happened in my lifetime even, mm. my life story? Mm -hmm. But if you think about humanity as a, as a, uh, a species, if you like. <laughs> um, humanity, I think, has the ability to learn mm -hmm. over many generations. And we do that by passing on knowledge mm -hmm. through stories. Yep. And I think that humans have, have had the ability to uh, learn and then pass on wisdom that is beyond what you're able to learn in a lifetime. Yeah. By, by listening to, hearing and understanding stories of like generations past. past. Yep. And so to tell stories, I think, is, is really important. Yeah. Like um, I think that to me, I mean, I'm biased as a filmmaker, but <laughs> I think like the cinema or the, the screen when it's used for storytelling mm -hmm. is like a modern day campfire. Yeah. If you imagine a community of people, you know, they've 
done their work of the day and then the sun goes down, you sit around a fire and what do you do? You, you share stories. Sometimes you would share it around a fire, sometimes you'd look up at the stars. And that's why in so many ancient cultures you've got like, you look at the stars and you see stories in the sky. And so you tell those stories as a way of explaining and making sense of like, not just my life, but my place in the world and my place in history and yeah. wherever we come from. And awesome. Does that answer the yeah, question? Let's, yes. <laughs> I like telling stories. <laughs> does yeah. that answer the question? I mean, to be oh, clear also, here, like mostly this is the, like, I don't know if you remember a couple of months back, the whole thing about Brendan liking to be spontaneous and I like to plan. This is a more spontaneous than planned, um, which is, makes me nervous. I've got a few questions. They're very broad. I don't even know what he's going to talk about. So does that answer the question? I don't know. We're just, it's we're an just authentic this. conversation. Yeah. It's unscripted. <laughs> it, is. it is. But, you know, the, the personal I've got reflection... I've a, bit of, a script, but <laughs> The personal reflection of that yes. is that, like, I'll, sometimes I realised some years ago mm. that I was sitting around just feeling really down mm. and then... Um, didn't realise that that's how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And then I watched a film mm -hmm. and I realised, oh, I haven't watched a film in a few weeks and yeah. now I feel better. <laughs> yeah. Because, but that's in distinction to a TV show mm. because a TV show, the format of a TV show mm -hmm. is we have to reset normally. I mean, now there's like very, like Stranger Things, for example, <laughs> is like a 10-hour long film in my mind that's broken up into episodes yeah but traditionally a tv show the format is such that you have to reset the characters back to where they were mm. at the beginning so you mm. can do another episode or sometimes which means it's a very don't... very slow arc of yeah. their, their story over seasons right many episodes yeah but but the premise of a film is like a transformation of a person mm. and you get catharsis at mm -hmm. the end mm -hmm. and that is what I realised mm. was like what I was longing missing. for. Yeah. I was missing because it's that hero's journey transformation that's like helps us. It's like, it, to me, stories are like a simulation <laughs> yep. of life. Yeah. And, and they teach you how to, about the world and how to do life mm -hmm. without you having to go through those experiences yourself. Except that you do have to go through well, yeah, not but all, you can not do all it. of the ones that happen in all the movies you can do it in an hour and a half go. with like the compact <laughs> yes version you have where to they go through your own experience in the, in the world is all I mean yeah, yeah but not yeah. exactly the same one that someone goes through but like movie. how much have we learned from stories yeah like if you like I think of Finding Nemo mm. when I'm raising our kids mm. oh do you remember that time we watched we had we've seen like obviously seen that movie a long time ago but we watched it for the first time after having kids yeah we were a mess the whole oh. time <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, so Finding Nemo. Mm, yes. <laughs> he's an overprotective parent because he's lost all his kids and his wife except for one. And then he goes on one this kid, journey to go wife. and rescue him because his kid gets yes. stolen. Yeah. And then he, at the end, Nemo learns to like be brave and mm. use his own strength mm. and uses his knowledge that he's gained on his journey to like help the other fish get out of the net. Yes. But then he's unconscious. Yeah. And Marlon, the dad, goes up to Nemo and is like, oh, I promise I'd never let anything happen to you. Mm -hmm. And Dory, in her infinite wisdom, says, that's a funny thing to promise. But if you never let anything happen to him, nothing, nothing would ever happen, happen to him. him. Yeah. And it's like, you know, in that moment, that's, like the, that's what the whole movie is about. And then 
that teaches us as parents to be like, hey, you know, you have to let them have experiences even if it hurts sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Cool. (laughs) Um, Stories. So back to – sorry? Stories. Stories, yep. Um, So some people here would know, um, maybe some of you don't, but you are just about to complete and have the world premiere next month of – your very first feature documentary, feature meaning feature length, so like a film length, like a 90 minutes. As opposed to a TV show. No, because I know some people, when you say that, are like, what does that mean? Fe- yeah. So feature documentary film. Um, tell us a little bit about your journey to get to this point of it mm. almost being released and also a bit about what the story is mm. without obviously giving it away. Well, thank you to everybody who's go. bought tickets to the premiere. Yeah. I appreciate your support. <laughs> We sold out all the screens of the of the premiere night, mm-hmm. so that's exciting. Yeah. Um, but this is something we've been working on for maybe five years. Mm. And uh, maybe I'll start with a little bit about what it's about and yep. then I can explain how we got to yeah. that point. Yep. So it's called The Last Daughter and it's about an Aboriginal woman whose first memories were growing up with a loving white foster family. And then when she was eight... Uh, the foster family who thought that they were adopting her got a call from the child welfare officers to say you have to take her back to her Aboriginal family. And when she went back, she lost all contact with the foster family and came into a family that to her felt like she was an intruder. She didn't have memory of them and so she felt like she was stepping into a strange family. Now, as an adult, she's been on this journey to go and reconnect with who she is, am I black or am I white, am I this person's daughter, am I this person's daughter, try and find the foster family and reconnect with them and, yeah. And reconnect with her culture. Yeah, and her Aboriginal family as well. Yeah. Um, So it's like it's a story of disconnection and loss but also of hope and of healing. Mm -hmm. And in her her story, it very much becomes about how do I heal the past? And she heals her past by uncovering her story. Mm -hmm. And so I think that in doing that, she's not just uncovering her own personal story, but I think that what I've learned and discovered is that her story is kind of like a microcosm of our collective story as Australians. Mm -hmm. And, And in, I think, uncovering our, our story, we can heal the past. So it feels like a very meaningful, important story to tell. Yep. Um, and she's also just an incredible woman and has a great story as well. Yep. Um, so five years ago, we had made a short film with uh, another director mm-hmm. and he had started working on this project and asked us to start helping them learn about stuff and so then uh, like figure out how, how we could make this into a film. film. But he was working for another organisation and they were doing it there. Uh, So we were just advising them. And then over time, it was like, we need to give this to a production company to be produced into a film. And there's just some sensitivities, especially as she's an Aboriginal woman and I'm not Aboriginal, I'm white. And as far as white fellas go, I'm very white. (laughs) Like, yeah, I think the red hair, that's the (laughs) clinching factor on that one. (laughs) Um, But we also didn't really have connection to 
Aboriginal culture and understanding. So it was like a new thing for us. Um, and you don't want to be, you don't want to, basically you don't want to be a white person um, being like, hey, I'll tell you a story yeah. and kind of <laughs> essentially stealing yeah. a story. Yes. Um, so... Um, There's been enough stealing. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, and, and I think we're still trying to figure out what are the, what are the boundaries of that. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, there was a number of production companies that were put to Brenda, the lead. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, I want Brendan and Simon to be the producers, the people to tell our story. So we felt the weight of that responsibility. Yep. As a side note, her maiden name <laughs> is Brenda Simon. And my business partner's name is Simon. So she was like, I'll get Brendan and Simon to do it. <laughs> just feels right, you know? Something about it feels right. Yeah. And then she married a Matthews. Yeah. And now she's Brenda Matthews. How cra- isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, she asked us to come on board and we did that. And the way that that has worked is because uh, Brenda lives in... Queensland and she's connected to the local mob up there mm-hmm. um, and there's like a community in Fingal which is in Bundjalung Nation yep. and, uh, and they have taught us an Aboriginal cultural framework yep. called the Banam framework yep. and the, the premise from the beginning of doing this project was let's make this film mm-hmm. under the framework of, which is like a role and relationship framework yeah. about how to operate with one another, but it comes from an Aboriginal cultural understanding. Yeah. And, you know, part of that was like you get people for the knowledge that they have, um, not because of the colour of their skin. So yeah. that was uh, an open door for us to come in. Yeah. But also was... Um, quite remarkable to be able to learn about that and what that means and how that operates and stuff. Mm-hmm. So then he t- we went and did like a cultural immersion up there, yep. learned a bunch of stuff and then we just made a video of him talking about the banana framework so that we can just show that to all the cast and crew yep. and we don't have to send everybody who works on the project up to Queensland. That would be quite expensive. <laughs> yeah. It would be. Yeah. Yep. Um, cool. And that's so... To get to this point of now making a film. Making the film, yeah. Yeah. So then there was like years of just filming with Brenda as she went on her journey. And then uh, the responsibility got handed over to us last year. Mm -hmm. And so then this year we've been doing like a lot of key interviews. And then we reconstructed a bunch of scenes from the 70s and uh, like cast actors to play them Mm -hmm. in the past Uh, and then we've been editing, we've locked off the edit, we just had music delivered last week and... You've got like a week till it has to be finished, right? Yeah, did anyone, can I just see a show of hands, who, who, when I, when I was in year 12, I made a film. (laughs) Um, Yes. (laughs) And some of you, if you've been around long enough, were kind enough to come to the premiere of that film. (laughs) Could you just raise your hand if you were at that? That's, uh, okay, so um, we are determined not to repeat that <laughs> premiere experience. In this so what regard. happened there, right, was that literally um, 
I was involved in it as well. We, ha we decided to get a limo to take us to the premiere, a group of us. We got into the limo, drove around a little bit while Brendan was still and one of the other people involved was burning the CD of the film that he had been up for the last three nights doing and had lost something. Something had crashed at some point during that and they had the sound on one, the video on the other and they weren't quite the same edit of it so they didn't quite match up. There was literally a scene in the movie that said scene 19 on the screen in black and white because that one had been lost. <laughs> the actors got up and said the scene like in the middle of the Brilliant. cinema. So we're hoping for not that this time. When I got home after yeah. that premiere, my brother had left me a note yeah. on the floor yeah. and it said, because the movie was called This Time Round. And his note said, don't worry, next time round will be better. Yeah. <laughs> so, so here we are some. next time round. And it is I mean, going to be better. I mean, not that you have made lots of films It is actually between, yeah. a lot better. Yeah, yeah, it is. I've seen a lot of it and it, it is a lot better than this time round. Um, so I guess, um, like, what's... I feel like maybe you've sort of already answered this, but what have you learnt about the importance of sharing stories you sort of talked about that earlier with films in general but in in doing this experience and sharing this story. yeah i mean it, it strikes me that um not everybody's story is that interesting <laughs> like brenda yes uncovered her story mm. and that was healing for her um and now has written a book and also is having a film made about her life, mm -hmm. which costs a, like, a lot of <laughs> money. Yeah. But if I was to be like, okay, great. Let's make a film out Sh of your life. Like sharing your story is just the most important thing ever. Mm. That's the meaning of life. Like no one would want to spend any money making a movie about, let alone see it, <laughs> like about my life. It's just boring. Um, so, well, so not everything warrants. Yes, but not it's like not a necessarily large sharing your story. tell your whole life story, mm. that, and it's not necessarily going to be film worthy mm. every story that we have to share. Mm. But <laughs> through sharing stories, even if they're just a little something that happened to you last week, or just something that you're learning, or a struggle you're going through, or whatever, like yeah. you know those things. Um, so I think that if we're talking about like what does it mean in the importance of being vulnerable and sh like sharing your life, yep. sharing in your life with people, yeah. I think that means that you can um, be open to other ideas, mm -hmm. other ways of seeing the world, other kinds of people. Mm -hmm. And I think that, yeah. that is like what the Bible talks about, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Just as iron sharpens iron, friend sharpens a friend, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how you do relationship. Yes. Yeah, yes. sharing in story. Yep. But we're all kind of living a story all the time. Yes. So even if you're not necessarily like sharing, saying, because like some people might yes. not be interested, you know? <laughs> you don't sit right? down and be like, I'm going to share my story. Yeah, because we're not trying to say <laughs> um, just everything that happens to you, you should tell everybody at every opportunity about everything that happens no. to you. Because no. like that, like I think we all know intuitively, <laughs> that's not the right way to live, right? Mm. Because we've all had someone tell us their story mm. and be like, "This is a snore fest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not interested in this." <laughs> yeah. 
So, but you, that doesn't mean you can't live in a way that's open and sharing in your life with others. Yep. Um, when we, we were sort of talking about this the other day, now my mind's gone blank on what I was going to say. Um, was it about something about organising dinner? No. Okay. You don't listen when I talk about that. That's one. That's the snore fest. That's true. <laughs> so I went to the shops the other day and I discovered there was this and blah, blah, blah. No, I've lost him. Um, anyway, not that sort of story. No, um, you've thrown me off completely now. <laughs> um, looks like we've got time for one more question. Sorry? Electric cars? No, it's about electric cars. Um, well, I... I guess I wanted to sort of get what are, what are some takeaways yeah, great. in some things that you've learned yeah. um, yeah, for, for our community. Yeah. I think... Um, that we can sort of take away. Yeah, great. So I think learning the Banam framework yeah. is, was really important for us. And uh, so much so that in learning that and operating in that, Simon and I have decided, like, we, this is just the way that we should do all projects, the way that we should just understand the world. It's, like, a really powerful way of doing that. Yeah. But uh, in, as part of that kind of learning and cultural immersion, mm -hmm. uh, we found, um, well, people taught us about this idea of uh, culture yeah. and w what is culture. Because yeah. I think often we don't, really have a framework even to understand what culture is. And culture is like also connected to your identity. Mm -hmm. So who am I as part of this? Mm -hmm. And what, what makes up me? Yep. Sometimes I think people have, um, you know, given the impression of like, you just need to be, find your identity in Christ, right? Have we heard that before? Um, but you can say that and what you can hear is like, oh, okay, so I am meant to be more like Christ every day, which is also, also true. Also true, yep. But then who am I though? Because yeah, you're not Christ. <laughs> I'm not Jewish. No. Uh, I, I'm not a crafts person. Uh, like Joseph and Mary, not my parents. <laughs> so who am I? Am I supposed to discard everything that makes up my idea of who I am? And just be like Jesus. And be like <laughs> Jesus. Like, what if yeah. you're a woman? Yeah. I don't know. Well, how do you hear that when you say, be like Jesus? Because mm. you're like, you, so, so then what exactly are we saying? Mm. We're saying, like, embody the, the character of Jesus and what he taught. Mm -hmm. But then there are still things that make you, you. Yeah. And God created you to be that and with that set of stuff. Yes. And so you can be confident in that rather than feeling like there's something wrong with that. And so the cultural framework that we learn to um, understand culture. what makes up culture yeah. is something called the five stones or the five stars. Mm -hmm. And if you imagine a dot... In, and every time you look at Aboriginal art now, you'll be like, oh, these are all... They're telling, like, really long, multi-generational stories mm -hmm. and, uh, like, understanding about how the world works and everything with their paintings. Yeah. Um, 
as a side note, we stayed at an Airbnb with when you guys were down in wherever we were. It was Tasmania, we came over right? to yours. Yeah, to Tasmania. Tasmania. And yeah. there was some Aboriginal artwork on the wall. Yes. And then there was some like um, kind of colonial artwork, you know, like of those like gum trees and settlers on horses and stuff. Yeah. And um, I was just talking to Ben about some of the things that I could recognise in the Aboriginal artwork. Mm -hmm. And Ben, being a graphic designer, was like, is that really all in there? Is that like, all those visual cues all in there? I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, you go and look at all the other artworks you see. And then you walk from that and, like, this deep understanding of the world and story and stuff. And then you go and look at the... Um, the one of like gum trees and landscape, mm -hmm. and you're like, what is this painting saying? And it's like, oh, it's saying there was a guy who was <laughs> sitting down and he could see a tree, and he was like, I know what I'll do, I'll paint a picture of the tree. <laughs> and I was like, oh, is this is the stark contrast, quite different. <laughs> anyway, so the five stones yes. being that land is at the center, mm. and then you have ceremony, law, language, and people. Mm -hmm. in the four stones surrounding the central stone. Mm -hmm. And if you draw lines between those, what shape would that make? A cross. So from the beginning, they've been understanding culture and identity as a cross. Yeah. And then in the centre, the central reference point is the land. Right. And so the law comes from the land. The ceremony comes from land. Language comes from the land. People come from the land. Mm -hmm. And so even if you just start to think about what, what is that for me, mm -hmm. what's my connection to land, you would have places that are meaningful to you. So yeah. that is part of your connection mm -hmm. to culture and your identity. Yeah. And so when I start to reread some of the biblical stories, yeah. um, I realise that land also is very important yeah. to the people of the Bible. Yeah. Like even the story we heard today about the Passover and where that came from. If you think about like where did, where did the Israelites get the law? Where specifically? Mount Sinai, right? It's like in, it's an important, sacred, place. significant yeah. place. Yeah. And that is a place where Moses goes and connects with God and receives the law. Now, did the Israelites not need the law? Did they not need law before that? Why did they only get it then? And in that place, they were coming from Egypt mm. to go into the promised land. And so they needed a law that was going to be for them for that place. Right. And I think about like, so, okay, so at the time, there was Aboriginal people living here on the Australian continent. Mm -hmm. If those people were listening to God... And wanting to receive the law, mm -hmm. then what would they have heard? I'm not sure he would have told them the same thing. Mm. Because don't eat pork is not relevant to an Aboriginal pe person yeah. on a continent in which pigs don't exist. Like, don't eat that. So I wasn't going <laughs> to. I don't know what you're talking about. But there was law yeah. about how to cut up a kangaroo mm -hmm. and the right way to butcher it and eat it. And for yeah. some Aboriginal people, mm -hmm. it's like their totem is the kangaroo. So yeah. they don't eat the kangaroo. Right. But others would eat the kangaroo, their totem, something different. Yeah. Like, and, and what I've learned, and mm. this is like my limited understanding and knowledge, yeah. is that 
land is different across the country. So when you look at like the Ghana nation, mm -hmm. it's like the Adelaide Plains. Yeah. And then when you move to the hills, yeah. it's Paramac. And that's a different people yeah. because the land changes and so the culture changes. Yeah. Um, and that's because all those things, the land is the reference point. Yeah. So in Bunjalung, mm -hmm. the dolphin is like important. Mm -hmm. Um, because the dolphins and people work together to hunt fish. Yeah. But the dolphin is like irrelevant to someone who lives in the desert. Yeah. Because like, what's a dolphin? Yeah. So you could think about three different land types as being like desert, freshwater and saltwater. Mm -hmm. And you get different culture that comes from different lands. Yeah. And the culture comes and is embodied through story. Yeah. So like the story that I heard was... If you are in the desert mob, um, then young people eat first. Right. That's a cultural thing. Right. And that's because they carry a very old story that is about a tribe where there was a lack of water in the desert mm -hmm. and not enough food. And so the old people said, we want this generation, we want this people to continue. Just, yeah. So, feed so the young people. The so young people, survive. you eat yeah. what we do have. And us old people, we're going to walk over the hill and see if we can find some other new source of water and food. Right. And if we can't, we'll die, but at least our people will continue. Yeah. And if we can, then we'll go <laughs> eat and drink yeah. that. So culturally, they're carrying that story forward mm -hmm. by young people eating first. Now, in As a side note, just that, that collective thinking is very um, different to... Our individualistic like society as well, isn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, we carry stories like that in, in our own way. Yeah. But often we don't think about the stories that we carry. Mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes we forget that a story and culture belongs to a place if it comes from a place. So, like, that's why you had, like, settlers in Australia... Walking around in like three-piece suits. It's like, because that's the way you're supposed to dress. It's like, well, that is an appropriate dress for England, England. where it's cold <laughs> yeah. and you wear your top hat. Mm -hmm. But in Australia, it's like, it's a different climate. Mm. The, the land is different. And so it warrants a different It's like how we culture. like to have the Santa dressed in shorts and a T-shirt on a surfboard <laughs> sometimes, you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, like, that's, that's, like, that's, that's come from a culture that actually doesn't, yeah. It's summer here at Christmas time. It's not yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, not, I'm not just saying to finish we should abandon the, Christmas, but. <laughs> so, the desert, like young people eating first. Yes. But if you go to a different place, mm. the culture might change. Mm. That's why I think Paul said, you know, paraphrased in essence, boiled down to uh, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Yeah. Right? Because. The culture, the way of living mm -hmm. changes according to the place. Mm -hmm. So in Bunjalung, where it's like fresh water, like Queensland, northern New South Wales rainforest, mm -hmm. so there is a lot of food. Mm -hmm. So old people eat first in right. Bunjalung right. because we want to respect the elders, mm -hmm. the knowledge that they carry, look after the old people, mm -hmm. and then the young people get to eat first. Yep. Yeah, it's a totally because they carry a different story mm -hmm. and it's a different place. Yeah. 
And so that to me was like quite foundational, even because I was able to then say, okay, so place, what places are important to me? Mm -hmm. Um, Even just like my dad's property up on the other side of the hills. Yeah. To be able to connect more with that place. Yeah. Here in Adelaide, mm-hmm. but also in Germany, yeah. where my mum's from, yeah. and I've visited many times. Yeah. And then to understand then also what kind of, not just the fact that I speak English and German, mm. but what kind of language do I use? What's the appropriate way of speaking? Mm-hmm. You know, not just the literal languages. Um, ceremony is like, you know, you don't just have to think of a corroboree mm-hmm. being painted up, dancing around a fire. So when you have a cup of tea, that's ceremony. Yeah. That's what our cultural advisor taught us. Yeah. So you're, doing, you're doing ceremony all the time. Yeah. But those ceremony comes from stories and uh, place. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it was like a – that for me was quite a foundational moving experience. Yeah. To try and work through, oh, okay, so if this is a way of understanding culture and identity, then who am I mm-hmm. and who am I – within the communities that I live in. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So I think, like, I know often in C3 we, we'll talk about you go to another C3 church somewhere else and, you know, there's a similar sort of vibe, but it still is based on where we are. It will... Um, yeah. If yeah, you go to a, a C3 in Tasmania... Yes. They might have a variation of C3 culture. Yeah. That is their own Because of thing. where they are and yeah. the people that make up the right. congregation. And, yeah. yeah. Even within Adelaide. Yeah. Like, people from the hills are a bit different. <laughs> you know? Like, they have different experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, Simon, who grew up in the hills, mm-hmm. thinks very differently about distance travelled yes. to me. Yes, yeah. Because when you grow up in the hills, you have to travel long distances for everything. Yeah. Whereas Us city for me, folk don't want like, to go any more than 20 minutes. Yeah, can I ride my bike there? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, cool. Well, I think we will wrap that up because uh, we were one minute over when we said one more question and now it's 14 minutes over. It's a deep so question. That one more question was a good one. Jordan hasn't come to play me off. Sorry? Jordan hasn't come to play me off like at the Grammys. <laughs> we, we teed up with Jordan if it's getting... We just said if it was not interesting to come up and play you off. Thank so you. it must have been interesting. Very kind. I found this really interesting and there's a whole lot... Like there's, there's a lot more um, in there and I, like, I know we haven't exactly unpacked like what should you go and do with this information now? <laughs> you know, but I, I don't think it's really about that. It's just about um, sharing another story and you've learnt some things and there's, um, yeah, things that hopefully you can take away <laughs> from this chat and from the last couple of messages that we can just, just think, continue to... I think if you get a chance, go and consider your own connection to country. Yeah. yeah. That's, what, that's the biggest thing I've learned. Yeah. It's like, I think often... I had thought about connection to country and culture as being something really important for Aboriginal people. Yeah. But it's something that is accessible and open to all of us. Yeah. It's a way of seeing the world that can give life and colour to your experience and story. Mm-hmm. Um, but often we don't think about it. I think it appears more important to Aboriginal people mm. because it's something that has been taken away yeah. in the past yeah. and they've um, been disconnected from. Yeah. Whereas um, 
for if you're white or some variation thereof, you know, sometimes you don't necessarily realise the culture that you embody. Yeah. Especially if you live in a dominant culture. Yeah. You don't take the time to consider, mm-hmm. well, what's my connection and what's my mm-hmm. place? I think when you take the time to consider it, what yours is as well, you have a greater appreciation for those who have a different one and especially those who might have, might have had some of that taken away from them and it helps us to have compassion, understanding to... Yeah, and recognise the importance and be like, hey, let's stop, let's not... Let, let's not do that. Let's not take that away from people anymore. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Well, we will wrap it up there. <laughs> Thank you very much, Brendan. Um, no, you can, well, you can stay. Okay. You have to run away. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go, go. Um, but I just want to end with um, the opportunity as we do every week. Just if, if something resonated with you in that message, if something resonated with you in my previous messages, um, and you just know that for you, your connection to to God is is not there or is is lacking in some way or you've walked away, that you can take any opportunity to uh, welcome him back into your life. If you're on um, online, then there, there'll be a raise hand button that comes up in the chat. You can click on that and someone will pray with you. If you're here today and you want to talk to someone about it afterwards, if you want to pray, if you want to ask Jesus into your life then please come and see um, whoever is praying up here after the service or come and see me if you like or Brendan or someone else it's also fine but we've got these things available um, that people down the front praying available if you want to see them um, and encourage you to do that